hello, hello, and welcome to the show. It's Rustling with Entertainment, the only audio experience on the web today, previewing and reviewing the latest social WWE, AEW, New Japan, and everything in between every Saturday, and interviewing all your favorite wrestlers every Tuesday and Wednesday on YouTube and Castbox, sponsored by Rogue Energy and Play Out One Coffee. I am, of course, your host, that guy, James J. Alongside the leader of Squaw Squad, Kaliko Yachts, who may be joining us a little later on, um, but who is here right now? The American Scooter Dust. Don't mind if I yes. And it was a good week for um, Wrestling Wet as we interviewed um, uh, Justin Pac-Man Xavier on Tuesday, and then um, Ken Warren on Wednesday. Two incredible interviews. Um, cannot recommend them enough. Go into the archives to um, check those out. This upcoming Monday, you got that right, Monday we have an interview um, with uh, Deshaun Showtime so, so um, Watkins, um, the owner of Compania, um, a fantastic interview with an incredible individual. Get all of the tea on um, Comptomania, what it, um, how it came to be, all of the positive things around it, um, the wrestlers, the podcast, um, um, a couple and and more when it comes to Deshaun. And then back to our re- regularly scheduled interview um, on Tuesday, we got Maddie, the American Daddy, um, a great individual, great um, interview. We talk about being across the the EPW Women's Cha- um, Women's Championship a couple of times. Um, Russell Cade, um, baseball, and a hell of a lot more. And then on Wednesday, we have Uncle Money. Um, currently living in uh, China. We talk about that. Um, some first-time encounters with big names. Um, commercial, um, doing video game commercials, um, rapping, and a hell of a lot more. Um, but don't take my word for it. Here's some it's safe to say that your eyes are on Jennifer because, you know, she's had she's got um, on March 5th, some questionable have, um, victories over, Casey Kazana, over the last couple of months. On the 6th, we uh, have you know, Big Sam. I would actually um, have to disagree with you on that. You know, I'm not focused on her because she's not better than me. Um, you know, she is... Every match that she's ever won over me, she has cheated. So, you know, I wouldn't, I don't even take it as she beat me. You know, it's kind of one of those things like she cheated for what she got. So she never really beat me. And then, you know, my eyes are on whoever has that belt, especially because I know that I've put in the work and I know that I would be a great women's champion for that company. So my eyes are for sure on the champion. But I do get what you're saying. You know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, if I ever do run into her, you know, it won't happen again. Woofie Woo, that's her stage name. Her name is Mary. Woofie Woo's her stage name. She threw a, she released a music video and her and I have a song together. 
And before we performed our song together, I performed my song at her event. And that was the first time anyone heard the song. So my mom heard saw it on Facebook. And she commented, Trey, you know, the disrespect towards women and da da So I sent my mom a video. I was actually on the set shooting my music video. So I had three three girls in the music video. I sent her a video. I said, Mom, Look at these beautiful Given, women. They like the song. They're like, yes, uh, we love the song. We love the song. I sent it to my mom, the, you know, the um, And then, I uh, think there's Ooh, Mary, possibility. She sent the video to me saying, Miss Sheila, uh, I love the song. So I sent it to my mom to let her know, hey, let me like the song. Um, my mom sent me a message, text me. She said, just Trey, I appreciate you living your dream. Show his, uh, this is his disrespectful daughter. to women. You know, blah, 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 blah. I raised you better than I. What, and I just yeah, explained to mom what the song was about. I said it's just talk. I'm talking. I'm actually talking about men. I'm making fun of men. That's that's really the song is, you know. And I just explained explained it to her, and she was like, "Okay, I, I, I understand now." I just don't like the cursing. I was like, "I know," but like you know, you know. So wants to get back in the ring. It it might not be the best of things to for where he currently is. In my well. Let's be fair, he wouldn't have gotten anywhere if I hadn't put him over so much. Very true. <laughs> well, from somebody that may return to somebody that had no business returning, and that is a one Patrick Clark, who... Oh, boy. Oh, my God. I saw this. Oh, who wrestled his first match since getting fired from WWE. Um, it was in, uh, you know what? I'm not going to put over the um, company that, yeah. um, I'm not going to mention them. Um, yeah. But yeah, he competed in his first match since getting fired from WWE. Uh, and it wasn't announced. Nobody knew he was going to be there he came out, he was treated, the, the um, company-wise, he was treated like a baby face. Um, got a clean win on some independent wrestler. And, of course, there was backlash. You know, I understand wanting to give somebody a second chance, but... You don't, you, you, you don't. You don't keep it hidden like this. You don't keep something like this hidden, uh, because, like you said, there's backlash, and you know, you know how they say even, even, uh, uh, any publicity is good publicity. Not when, not when you hire a groomer. Right. And we're not talking about um, somebody that um, works at Petco. Hey, the person at Petco would probably get more cheers. You're not wrong. <laughs> and, you know, they said that they stand by, you know, what they did and giving him an extra, um, a second chance. 
um, if you really felt that way, then maybe ask the people that were on your card, the wrestlers, if they felt comfortable being in a locker room with this guy. Um, you know, ask, uh, actually promote it instead of making it, you know, being sneaky about it. Because it didn't seem like, oh, it's a surprise. You know, Patrick Clark, wow, he's here. It seems like they they just, they did it in the most sneaky, sneaky way possible. Which, you know, isn't necessarily appreciated. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can also think of one reason they may have decided to keep this secret. Yeah. And I'm go- I'm going to preface this now. I'm going to go to hell for saying this joke. I don't care. Uh, the reason that they kept this secret because uh, it happened to be uh, bring your child to work day in that locker room. Oh, will you stop it? I mean, that that says so much about the owner and the promoters of this particular promotion. You know, it's... You know, I don't think we've had a controversy like this since Rob Weinstein. You know, and, you know, maybe you did it, they did it because, you know, like you said, buzz or whatnot. But if you saw that crowd when he came out, they didn't know what the fuck to make of it. They were, it wasn't like, oh, we're happy to see him. It was like, what the fuck? Is, is, are we actually seeing this? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's... It's like... It's like one of those scenes in sports films where, you know, the crowd is, like, cheering and all of a sudden something really weird or unusual happens. Like, somebody's, you know, like, pants fall down... Or, you know, someone gets, like, you know, someone ends up running, you know, streaking on the field, and everybody's just got their mouth and jaws agape. And they're just like, uh And... Now, and I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask this because because I have to. And since we are, you know, wrestling journalists in the loosest sense of the term, if if Patrick Clark hadn't made that video apologizing. Would this would would this have 
faced more backlash or less? That is not a bad question. Like, yeah, if there, if, you know, if a significant amount of time had passed after the, um, uh, yeah, after, uh, you know, he made that apology video, maybe I could understand, um, and again, there's there's an, there's another Hollywood example that I can equate to this, and that's Paul Rubens, uh, Pee Wee Herman. Um, what a lot of people do not know is that Paul Rubens was actually on the sex offender registry. Um, not not by choice. Though, uh, he had actually turned himself in for having, uh, artwork from back in the, you know, back in the, back in the you know, day, you know, there, there, there's nudity aplenty in, you know, many centuries worth of uh, works of art. And, you know, he did the, he, he did the right thing, and even though he, unfortunately, was on the registry, that's the only time, at least, I can think of where something like this happens and somebody can salvage their career. I mean, when I even, you know... With, when kids are involved, it's hard to, you know, make excuses for them or say, oh, they've changed or, you know, a lot of the speaking out movement was, you know, allegations, you know, of a different sort. You know, some of those people have, can and have, you know, gotten away from those allegations and, you know, but, like I said, it's of a different nature. I don't think anybody is going to get behind somebody that has a pretty large, some, large amount of evidence against him for what he did. You kind of understand what I mean? Yeah, no one's going to get behind him or in front of him. And I don't think anybody is going to want to um, compete for that um, company as well. So um, they may have just, um, you know, shot themselves in the foot as well. And if any, if any uh, talent from that promotion happened to hear this, don't include the time you've worked for this company on your resume. Yeah, that would be... Um, not wise. Right. Uh, mm. so, uh, yeah. Ooh, I I mean I I'm I don't know if you were gonna get to this, but I think I kinda wanna Yeah, bring up the mood a little bit. Yeah. So, um 
John Cena has an OnlyFans. John Cena is an OnlyFans girl now. Uh, yeah. Uh, the good news is that it's free. The bad news is that it's John Cena with an OnlyFans. Um, uh, ironically enough, it is not actually John Cena, but John Cena portraying a character, and it's being used as a promotional tool uh, for one of his upcoming movies. I don't know what it's named, but the OnlyFans is listed under the name of Ricky Stanicki. Yeah. And, um, it's, I mean, it's free. And, I mean, the first thing you see is him in, uh, in a Britney Spears costume. Um, and, you know, we're talking, you know, late 99, Britney, you know, baby one more time, Catholic schoolgirl. And the caption is, does anybody want to hit this one more time? And, uh, all the comments were from AJ Styles saying, beat up John Cena. Uh, <laughs> but, Jesus. And, now, apparently, Randy Orton may be involved. Oh, God, no. In, in, in like, a, in, in as some sort of role. In, I, I don't know. I mean, this, this is almost like something I would expect. Uh, from Southpaw. I mean, hell, it would probably get a better reaction if Cena did it as Lance Catamaran. <laughs> but, oh, man. But that's, I... You know, it's a sad situation when, you know, all-time greats like John Cena has to resort to going to um, OnlyFans for an income. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I will say this. When he put out the uh, the tweet about it, it was literally a gif of of two uh, oscillating fans. And you know, I'm wondering how many how many uh, how long it took people to get that. Oh, it's it's a picture of only fans. Like, yeah, that, and I'm like, yeah, that's my wind farm joke, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, as long as we don't see John Cena's ass, I think we'll be good to go. I mean, there's probably more hair on there than it is on the top of his head. I mean, John Cena to play uh, to play Mo in the next Three Stooges movie. Oh, or no, or or or, or would he be Larry? Well, speaking of uh, hairy asses, Hangman Page. Oh, uh, he. Pornstash Page. Po- yes, Pornstash Page. Um. Um, they did an injury angle with him uh, last week on Dynamite um, to maybe uh, explain an absence that he will have at um, 
Revolution. Um, as of this recording, he was supposed to be in a triple threat against Samoa Joe and uh, Wolf Strickland um, for the AEW Championship. Um, but it appears that he uh, may have a, a family emergency that uh, will prevent that from happening. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Scooter? Uh... If if it's a work, it's a terrible reason to use. Especially knowing AEW, there's always some. Uh, there's it's all all the works are always based on some sort of truth. Um, the situation with Sting uh, and why he wasn't at uh, Dynamite. Uh, is because he, uh, unfortunately, his father passed away. Uh, Which isn't a gimmick. That actually happened. Yeah, that that actually did happen. Um, and, I mean, do I like the fact that, you know, that Sting put it in a promo? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, is it was it healthy for him to do that? Probably. I mean, he pro- probably it helped him to you know talk about it, especially considering that he was you know, celebrating with his sons, you know, a, a mere two weeks ago. Right. Um. And they they, they haven't. They haven't given any specifics on what the family emergency could be. No. Um, I mean, the only thing that saves this would be if it turns out he becomes a father. Again. Uh, yeah. I, um, if, it, if it's if it's a death in the family, uh, you know what? Tell the truth. You know, everything, every sudden, you know, instance where life just happens doesn't need to be explained in kayfabe. And I'm I'm really surprised that once again AEW is, is pulling something like this. It, it's it, it seems like. AEW does not trust wrestling fans with the truth. Because, let's face it, if a lot of those truths came out, AEW would probably be out of business. You're probably not wrong at this point. 
um, you know, MDA is Jericho and whatnot. I just, you know, it's never, you know, a great thing when you have a family emergency. But I wonder if you can rely on Hangman Page to be your guy in some aspects. You know, a uh, like what, like two years ago, he decided to I'm not gonna say walk away from the company, but take time away from the company. You know, to have his son, uh, you know, spend time with his family when they were ready to put the belt on him. And I just wonder, and I mean, obviously they did, they just delayed that. Um, but I wonder if Tony or, you know, anybody in a high-ranking part of AEW feels like, if he's not going to be here, can we really rely on him? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 I absolutely get that. Um, this, this screams, this really does scream work, and it screams work in the direction of, uh, the EVP bucks. You think that they're doing this to garner sympathy for um, Paige? I think they're doing it to build an angle after uh, after Revolution. Um, it's. It's, it's, it's just, I don't exactly really know what to make of it, or if anybody else is involved, say, I don't know, MJF. Hmm. I mean... Uh, I mean... I mean, given that, you know, the Undisputed Kingdom is doing, you know, fuck all aside from, you know, Roderick Strong, um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a wait and see kind of, uh, you know, situation. I doubt anything was revealed on Rampage, and I doubt anything uh, was revealed on Collision, if anything. We'll hear something on Dynamite. Uh, May... And and now... Again, my mind is running away with this. What if someone 
is trying to take his place in the match. Well, I mean, if he's healthy, then why would they do that? Does, does Hangman really need another reign with that belt? I don't think Hangman needs to be in this match, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, yeah, it, 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 it's gonna be bloody. It's gonna be painful. And... Too much. Honestly, I'm wondering if they, if it's a matter of looking at it as Joe and Hangman just dwarf swerve, but then again, they, you know, they dwarfed, uh, MJF and you know that didn't that didn't stop him. This is it's it's just so peculiar. I mean it is, and I think we're going to figure find out more um, you know, next week as we get closer to when we do our our whole um preview of um, that pig preview. So we shall see. Um, another thing, you know, that I found interesting, um, a WWE writer by the name of Jennifer Peppelman um, yep. left the company. Um, you know, nothing really newsworthy there. Until you find out that she joined AEW. Yep. And um, if you believe in rumor and innuendo, she's a friend of um, Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet. Um... I don't necessarily see that this person is going to move the needle at all when it comes to AEW, but um, can she do something of significance in the company? I mean, Eric Bischoff praised AEW for uh, for signing her. Really? Which which has to mean something. Since he does not throw out compliments to AEW very often. This is correct. And it's... It's... I mean, I hope, I hope it will, you know, be a, be a positive for the company and the industry. There were also numerous other, you know, 
you know, upper talent, uh, upper, you know, office executives that they could have taken. I'm kind of surprised that we didn't, we didn't hear uh, Tony attempt to hire Kevin Dunn. I don't think I don't, I don't think Dunn would have accepted it. Me neither. But if I if I was if I was Tony Khan, I would at least put the offer out there, knowing he wasn't gonna take it, just to you know put a little uh, wind in his sails, so to speak. Like, yeah, that's right. We just made an offer to to your number two guy behind the scenes, and he was considering it. I mean, that's the type of poaching Tony has to do. Well, you think you know? Like I said, I don't see. I don't feel like she's going to move the needle in a positive direction, um, if any. But, uh, like I said, she's friends with, um, Sasha Monet. Um, could she be, maybe, um, like, um, Brian Kowalczyk to the rock? Somebody that communicates what Sasha is feeling, or help her get into a higher position in the company, if that makes sense. Sasha needs to put on her friggin' big girl britches and stop having people talk for her. She, you're, you're an adult with Kind of a well-known, uh, both a well-known and a terrible reputation. So, unless th this is a way to counteract the fact that Sasha has uh, thrown more temper tantrums uh, than Steve Austin in 2002. Um, it, it's, it, it's, it's ridiculous. And it's probably feeding in, into the ego of Mercedes Monet. Not feeding into Tony Khan's ego. Tony Khan lost Booker of the Year from um, Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Absorber Awards, to Triple H. Triple H is the 2023 Booker of the Year. 
Tony Khan was Booker of the Year in 21 and 22, um, not 23. Is this a real big blow to um, Tony Khan's ego when it comes to all of this? Because, I mean, I'm sure Triple H couldn't give less of a shit about it, but, you know, Tony Khan, you know, it means everything to him. I mean, you gotta call this award by its actual name. The CM Punk Award. <laughs> well, well, has CM Punk hold Booker of the Year? Basically. <laughs> okay. And, you know... Uh, I mean, yeah. Triple H doesn't gonna isn't gonna care about that. He's gonna go on with business as usual. I will say though, after the news I read about this morning, uh, and I'm not. Shoot, nope, I, yeah, I did not, yep, I did not mention this, um, this, this morning, there's a very good chance I'm going to Forbidden Door. Why would you want to do that? Because it's going to be at Arthur Ashe Stadium. So what are they going to do for a Grand Slam? Not every episode of Dynamite needs a name. <laughs> you can have a Grand Slam anywhere. In fact, you know what? Go to Denny's. <laughs> I mean, why they haven't, you know, tapped into a Denny's sponsorship, you know, since they're willing to, you know, Hoards themselves out for every video game. And I blame Botchamania for that. Thank you. You know, some smartasses in the crowd, you know, with some comparison sign. Final Fantasy ta 64 Tactics was the best Final Fantasy game or some shit like that. It's superficiality is is all this is. Um, and it's 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 ridiculous at this point that Tony needs that validation. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, it's almost as if he needs it like he needs cocaine. Well, it's, it's for sure he's um, eating talking dots in the bathtub um, now. Crying. But yeah, uh, Triple H, congratulations to Triple H, Booker of the Year. That's something uh, I don't even think Tri uh, Vince McMahon's done. Like, like, uh, 
like, oh, guess what? You also won so and so elementary school's award for Booker of the Year. Probably care about that more. <laughs> um, oh, um. Um, speaking of WWE, um, they're currently in, um, they're probably on their way home from Australia. Um, as everybody knows, uh, way too early to do, um, a review of that show as it just happened, like, you know, a couple hours ago. Um, yes, so, so please tune in for our review of it yesterday. Correct. Um... But things are kind of getting heated. Uh, well, things got heated. Um, Austin Theory did some um, some interviews with reporters, uh, and the reporter said he used the F word when it comes to wrestling. Uh, Fake. Also known as the F word, Scooter. Um, hey. Hey, saying that only promotes uh, fear of the word itself. I mean, I mean, with all due respect, I mean, it's probably very appropriate for Austin Theory, so. <laughs> well, anyway, Austin Theory blew up on the reporter, you know, as rightfully so. Um, you know, not too long ago, um, Grayson Waller did an interview um, in Australia as well, where they maybe wasn't respecting pro wrestling as much as they should. Um, is this just that pro wrestling isn't as mainstream in Australia as it is in America? Will, we, will they respect the boundaries of what you call the what you call pro wrestling and what you don't call it this this is clearly an attempt to uh boost the career of this particular uh press member who asked it because this is a uh, Dr. D. John Stossel situation all over again, for those who don't know. Uh, Dr. D. David Schultz was one of the men Vince McMahon was considering... Uh, not just pushing, but building the company around, or at least being the villain uh, that the uh, company is built around. And there was there was a very good chance WrestleMania one would have been very different uh, if. Uh, Dr. D. David Schultz had not uh, assaulted reporter John Stossel, who, uh, this happened on 2020, uh, a highly uh, respected 
uh, news program still uh, still going on to this day, and uh, Stossel uh, filed a lawsuit. Uh, they settled. Uh, Schultz was fired, and now no, and now that's all he's remembered for. Um, it's that, that that's poor ethics by the member of the press. Uh, you and I both know that pro wrestling does mean a lot for many for many states in Australia. Yeah. You know, Deathmatch down under is the you know, the primary example I can think of. Right. Um I think Riot's, Riot City is in Adelaide. Uh, Adelaide is, um... Porto away. It's New South Wales. Uh, New South Wales would be the state. Adelaide would be the city in that. Um, it's... It's it's a bit ridiculous. Um, should theory have composed himself better? Probably. Could this have been an entire work to begin with? Probably. It's it it it's all that it's all that. Uh, concept of perspective and through what lens you are looking at it in. I'm not sure. I mean, WWE's always tried to get away from, you know, that negative negativity of, you know, saying it's the F word. Um, so I highly doubt that they would, you know, state something that included it. Um, well, I mean, And you're absolutely right. The reporter never should have used that word. Austin Dewey could have handled it better, but he could have dealt with it a hell of a lot worse as well. Um, you know, like other people have in the past. Um, but, I mean, you don't walk up to, you don't interview Mike Tyson and say he talks funny. I mean, like, it, we, we know he talks funny, but you like don't you say, you don't look at him and say, hey, you talk funny. Tell us about it. My defense is impregnable. I'm going to fuck the gator. I'm going to hit him so hard. And, uh, 
Uh, I suppose the one positive that came out of this is that uh, Siri is now terrified to do uh, Spanish Fly ever again. Siri? I, you know I said theory. Uh, yes, he will never be attempting the Spanish fly uh, ever again, especially after what went down uh, with him and Carmelo Hayes in that sick-looking spot that clearly did not go as planned. I believe Carmelo's okay. Yes, Carmelo is okay. Austin is okay. And that's great. That's ab- that's absolutely great. And what's even better, he's learned from it. Okay. Uh, and there's no there's nothing there's nothing wrong with it. It's some so, sometimes in this industry, you know, something that might be seen as trivial by others turns out to be a really smart and considerate decision, not just for him, but for everyone else he will work with in the ring from this point on. Um, It's the most... um, Mature decision, I would say, uh, uh, theory has, uh, ever made in an interview that wasn't necessarily in gimmick. And it's that, that lit, that little idiosyncrasy that can make him be viewed by others as someone who learns from their mistakes and has respect for this business. You know, you know, I've, I've never liked Theory as a person. I think he talks stupidly, and he's from Atlanta. Sorry, Cody. Um... But this is this is growth as a person and as a performer. Yeah, I don't think it's going to help his his career any uh, much. It may be change some people's perspective of him, but other than that, I don't see um, it as much. Considering, like, three or four people know how to do the Spanish fly, and they know how to do it from a standing position, which is which is much di- much more difficult. Um, it's it's uh, is the the amount of careers he could have lost 
you know, now will be careers he will, uh, will be years he has. Um, somebody that, um, has a career maybe outside of the ring is Robert Roode. Um, he got clear to actually compete in the ring again. Um, but since, um, you know, entering his neck, um, quite some time ago, um, took a role as a WWE producer, um, recently did an interview, said he has no desires of getting back in the ring, um, would rather stay, um, you know, backstage. Um, you know, selfishly, I'd like to see Robert Roode in, uh, another match, um, but, you know, if he's happy doing what he's doing, um, and he's safe, you know, power to him, no? I, I like Robert Roode as an agent because Roode did not come up in the WWE system. He's got that different perspective that make, could make a show a melting pot of entertainment, so to speak. I mean, if, you know, if God forbid, you know, uh, Adam Pierce or Nick Aldis step aside as general managers, Bobby Roode is definitely going to fill one of those spots. Um, yeah. I mean, let's take it a step further. Shawn Michaels. Well, I mean, I mean, we have, you know, Rocket. uh, that is correct. In, in, in that, uh, position and, um, yeah, um, The Rock's, The Rock's, uh, tree, not exactly bearing very good fruit, so to speak. <laughs> she's not, she's not authoritatively scary. Well, I mean, once The Rock, um, you know, leaves WWE again, um, you know, I highly doubt she's going to be in that position. Well, I mean, it depends on if the Uffle succeeds. The Uffle? The Uffle. The Ultimate Football League. Oh, okay. If Let's hope that it makes $63 million rather than lose it. Well, maybe, uh, maybe Rocket put it on his, uh, Mighty Oak Acorns car. <laughs> well, uh, like I said, um, as much as I would love to see Bobby Wood back in, um, a ring, uh, I understand that, you know, he's happy where he is, and that's, uh, great, but, you know, never say never in the same place. And, uh, you know, speaking of Dirty Dogs, 
we'll get to that. <laughs> we, uh, somebody that, um, unfortunately is on the, the shelf is, uh, Shotzi. Um, she tore her ACL, which is, um, a trend when it's be, uh, pertaining to the women as of late. Um, I don't know why, but it seems like they give Shotzi the opportunities, but then it just kind of falls to the wayside. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, I, yeah, and considering that NXT was taped, and they still, they still aired the commercial, and they were still going to go through with showing the match, um, although I don't remember re, I don't remember reading anything in the spoilers about, uh, Last Legend coming to fill in, uh, uh, not that it mattered, but... Not that anybody cared. Shotzi is... is unique in terms of the energy she brings to her performance. It, it doesn't matter what where she is on the card. She just looks like she she's having a blast out there. And you know, I, dare I say more uh, more talent should uh, be approaching yeah, their performances that way. Well, I mean, they did that whole thing with Ahura and Bailey, but it never necessarily went anywhere, unfortunately. I mean, she was on the winning team for Survivor Series, but do you really remember Sachi doing anything of significance in that match? I remember Shotzi chasing Bailey with uh, uh, an electric razor and scre and screaming her head off as uh, you know uh, Shinedo Shotzi chased her throughout the arena. I hope the uh, you know you know, it's not real great when anybody's injured, but maybe this will give her some time to kind of come up with something, put a fresh paint of coat on her, and maybe get a title shot, maybe be in the main event, um, you know, when she comes back. That's, that's the big question, though. What do you mean? Will Shotzi be coming back as Shotzi? Will so much time have, have passed that there's been another fundamental shift in the landscape of women's wrestling that 
they may decide to give Shotzi a new gimmick. I mean, it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. Like I said, uh, do something new with her. Maybe something that she comes up with. It wouldn't be a bad thing. No, no, no. Uh, it, 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 it wouldn't. Well, uh, some, a good thing, um, Rachel Rodriguez, um, came back to, uh, to make her return on Monday, um, be a part of the Elimination Chamber match, um, earlier today, or last night, depending on who you are, um, said that her, you know, she obviously had some health issues that prevented her from being in the ring. Um, it's great to see her back. She even commented that the battle isn't over. Um, nope. But clearly, you know, in enough remission that she's able to compete. So, um, great to see um, uh, Raquel back in action. No? Nope. Uh Yes, it, absolutely. Sheezel. Yes. Yeah, TM. Uh, you know, big mummy cool. Uh, I don't know if you caught the fact that for some reason they decided to uh, censor her back. They censored her back? I don't know why. I think it was just a... Uh, and a mistake, or a, 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 a you know a, 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 a glitch from the program uh, programming to production truck. Um, uh, I mean, if you're glad to see her back, are you glad to see her front too? But again, this I I still say. Someone's, someone in that women's chamber match will have been attacked and taken out, and I, I think it could be, end up being Bianca, but we will see. We will not get into that. We got into that last last week, so go listen to that episode. Yeah, but uh. You know, good on Raquel coming back um, and whatnot. Um, let's see. And our last bit of the news this week is um, formerly known as Dolph Ziggler, uh, Nick Namek, um, has won the IWGP. Um, global Championship. Not to be confused with the World Heavyweight Championship. We're talking about... Um, I'll just come out and say it. It's the white boy title. I mean, hey, everybody, know, everybody knows that Globe and World aren't the same thing. Uh, Probably not in the Japanese dictionary. One... Uh, One little, uh, 
uh, tidbit you're leaving out. This was his first match. Yes, that that's correct. Ever. And when have the when have we ever known New Japan to take a chance on a gaijin like this? Um, AJ Styles. Um, Cody didn't win a title on his first night. Um, uh, I, I will, I will say this, um, uh, Shibata's balls, uh, lit up after that match. The fuck? Yeah, because everybody that comes in has to wash Shibata's balls. Since when? Since Max Caster revealed it. Oh. It, it, it's a, it's a, it's one of those, you know, rumored, you know, hazing, uh, you know, for the young lions. I got They got, they got to do shit for the old lions. Well, probably, uh, uh, Bronson Reef has a professional, uh, ass wiper, if you watched, uh, Raw as well. <laughs> Oh, and speaking of that, I mean, now, now every week it's turned into okay. Well, Michael Cole's antler (laughs) antler fetish be satisfied. Yeah, Um, Dolph Ziggler. Um, I, I kind of feel like it, it's not really relevant, and it kind of shits on David Finley, who beat two of the biggest stars in Will Ospreay and John Moxley, like, what, two months ago? had a hellacious 10-man cage match where he beat Will Ospreay again. It seemed like they were really pushing that him into trying to be something of a Gaijin star. And it just seems like now they're shitting on him because they got a shiny new toy in the WWE wrestler. And they want to make him happy, so they're putting the title on him. I don't think it's necessarily right what they did to Finley. Well, given that David's brother is now a Signed by WWE. I I can only imagine that it wouldn't it wouldn't take much to convince David Finley 
to show up alongside his brother. And considering how they're, they're, they officially shitted on him in, a, uh, in New Japan, I could definitely see that. I mean, and and if you can, and if you can get Fit Finley back, I mean, that's a royal family. <laughs> Wrestling has more than one royal family. And if you look at the Rock's tree, apparently he's related to all of them. Call him a sandwich because he's inbred. Please stop it. Oh. What was I doing now? David Finley, has, yeah. his momentum has come to a screeching halt. Right. And, you know, they want to keep Geisings. They New Japan. They want to keep Geisings. They want to, you know, make... You have to have... Um, you know, you have to have Geisings in New Japan. You know, it's a it's a big part of, you know, the company. You lost your biggest... Your biggest star that you had in Okada... You're trying to build David Finley to be something of a draw, and then you do this to him? How is he supposed to react to that? How is he supposed to feel? And then you wonder why people are leaving your company for greener pastures. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm wondering if Will Ospreay was a factor in this. In what way? Almost like it was a message to Will. Like, hey, Will, look what we did. Will you come back? Please? I don't think Will Os Osprey has desires to wrestle Nick Nemeth. Does I anybody mean, have desires to wrestle Nick Nemeth except, you know, indie guys that, um, you know, liked him when they were kids? I think Will Ospreay and Nick Nemeth could have a very good match. But would anybody kill? If, you know, if it's... If it's a banger, they will. Let's let's play fantasy booker here for a second. It happens at Forbidden Door. Is it a big match? No. Then it don't because, because you're putting the, the guy who just, <laughs> you know, left. And now you're, you're promoting him as AEW talent. You know, honestly, I would keep Will Ospreay off Forbidden Door. You know, they're not. Yeah, I know. 
but if you if you want to really cement Will Ospreay as truly being all elite, those those uh those ties have to be severed. And when has Tony Khan ever showed any discipline when it comes to things like that? When he's had enough cocaine and hookers. Which, and of course, the answer to that is he's never had enough. So, yeah. Dolph Ziggler is your new global, IWGP global champion. Um... Yay for him? Question mark. Just wait. Just wait until he. Uh, just wait until he wins the win the G one. <laughs> I have I have spoken it into existence. The fucking Kenny Omega is the only guy seem to ever do it. What makes you think that? Well, uh, 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 Nick Nemeth is going to do it. Because otherwise, I'm going to speak an even worse competitor into winning it. Then maybe we should just leave the, leave the episode there. Cliffhanger! Alright. Uh, I believe that will conclude this episode. Um, join us next week as we um, preview uh, we preview um, AEW um, Revolution Sting's last match um, and do a review of Elimination Chamber um, so yeah a lot of things will be covered next week um until then, thank you for listening. If you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, comment, but on YouTube and CastBox. Um, this was sponsored by Rogue Energy and Player One Coffee. Join us this um, to join us this Monday, I should say, uh, as we interview Deshaun Watkins of um, Compton Mania. Um, this Tuesday, as we interview uh, Maddie, the American Baddie. Um, and Wednesday, uh, as we interview Uncle Money. Uh, and follow the show at Wrestling with Eve, but on, um, Dread, X, and Instagram for information on who we're interviewing, when we're interviewing them, links to those interviews, uh, and so much more. Um, follow me personally at JamesJ993. Where can we find Scooter? As always, find me on X at Scooter Dust. My uh, profile picture contest still going strong. Nobody's guessed it correctly. Again, if you can tell me what my profile picture is, you will win a free one-year subscription to Peacock ad-free. For Scooter Dust and Coleco Yachts and James J, and this has been Wrestling with Entertainment.
Hey folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Enjoy the show, support these guys, we appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.